Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Power After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Power After Show. That's right. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, after buzzers. Oh, welcome to the opening series debut of Stars Original Network Series Power. Executive produced by 50 Cent, starring Omari Hardwick and Aturi Knighton. I'm your host, Thaddeus Massey. Joining me today is... Bam Erickson. Bam Erickson is joining me to here to discuss this show, talk about the launch of... Uh, a new show by 50 Cent on Stars, and I'm really feeling the first episode. I wasn't sure exactly what to expect, but when I saw the cast, I said it should be good because there's a lot of talent they're throwing on there, and uh, obviously 50 got the right people, Randall Emmett's on it, uh, producing on it as well, I believe, and it's a very, like, very quality, quality show. I'm impressed um, the writing is good. Uh, just in general, how did you how did you feel about watching the the opening episode, Bam? I thought it was good. I, I liked how they did a they did kind of like the character build up, maybe like the first thirty minutes, right. Of trying to establish who everyone was and what their motives was, right. And then toward the later part of the episode, then they go into now the story, you know, especially with Angela and her purpose and and uh, um. Uh, the wife Tasha and and then the the best friend. The story started to unravel after it was like, okay, so now he's this 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 this, and then boom, we got right into it. So we didn't have to. They didn't have to like drawn out the whole entire pilot with just trying to set up who everyone is. Right. Yeah. Um, they did a really good job of establishing that, just especially from the opening of showing the lavishness of getting getting ready and getting dressed, getting ready to go out and them hitting the nightclub truth. Okay, for those of you who don't really know what power is about, um, of course you're supposed to because this is an after show for people who already watched it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you're just checking this out and you haven't seen the show or don't haven't don't know what the show is about, it's about a guy who pretty much lives two lives. He's a powerful uh, drug kingpin in New York City, and he doubles as a club owner wanting to break out of the life. It's The story, the, the thing about the story is it's not so quote unquote original. It's not something that we haven't done before. So, you know, you have to 
when you're creating something that's been done, it has to be done in such a way that it makes poignant statements and, and the scenes and the writing is just really, really creative. I, I don't know about you, but uh, Tommy, who is his right-hand man or his partner, yeah. I should say, he reminds me of Eminem. Does he remind you of Eminem? For some I, reason, I'm thinking Eminem when I'm looking at this guy. I didn't see Eminem, but I could see the I could see the the correlation. Yeah, just yeah. like like kind of like mannerisms or whatnot. You know, I mean, Eminem would probably might well, go ahead. So it would kind of be something like it kind of resembled kind of sort of to me. And, and so if this was if Fifty, well, I'm not gonna diss Fifty Cent's acting, but if if 50 Cent could do this, it would be him and Eminem as the two as the two leads. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and the fact that Omari they got Omari to do this show, I really, I'm not sure who else could have really played this character. Maybe Laz and Lonzo. Mm -hmm. Maybe I don't know who else really. Maybe besides Laz, they could have played this character. Mm -hmm. But they hit the nail on the head by getting Omari to do it because um, he's hitting all the points. He's doing a good job. And this is a great. This is good for him. Especially, you know, considering his career and him actually getting an opportunity to be a lead in, a, mm -hmm. totally. in an actual series. Yeah. Um, it's going to actually lead to bigger and better things for his career, I believe, down the line. Because he's really going to get to show some range here. A man who's conflicted with two lives and being pulled in two different directions of having to, uh, it's, you know, the age hotel, you know, right? go Going right or going left. Um He's got, you know, his buddy, his partner, Tommy, calling him mm -hmm. on one line. And then, you know, when, he, when he's when he's blah, 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 excuse me, when he's with his family and then he has the owner or the GM of the club, not the mm -hmm. owner. He's the owner, but the GM of the club calling him on another line mm -hmm. saying, hey, they want to do a spread on you page six, which is a big deal in the club community or the nightlife community, I should say. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of like, yeah, I got to call you back. Yeah. He's not like he's literally he's literally torn between these two worlds and. And his his friend was his Tommy, right? Tommy, yeah. Tommy is like the devil on the right shoulder. <laughs> He's like the devil where Ghost wants to live a certain way and kind of leave that alone. And then you have the devil that's on the shoulder that's always telling you what to do. Um, just to kind of set things up. So we, when we open up, we go into um, we go into um, to Ghost and, and his wife, Tasha, Going into the club, we see the establishing shot. They go in. It's a, it's the opening night. It's already 400 people in the club, and the max is only 325. So right. it's, it's very successful. It's cracking. Every, yeah, basically, it's cracking. It's popping. Right. Everything is everything is where it, where it's supposed to be. And as he's trying to enjoy this night and just all take this in, then he gets a call in regards to his other life. His and, real business. Yeah, his real business. Right. And now he's forced to leave the club, and now he has to go take care of this business. You want right. to talk about that? Yeah, let's let's discuss that because that really got into more of what he really does, mm -hmm. as opposed to his heart and mind is actually going somewhere else. And this, and there's actually a tie, an emotional tie, because I believe he mentioned that his dad was a club owner. Yeah. So, and his dad would be proud of him that he actually got the club open. It, right. It was obviously something that he aspired to do for many years. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, when you're, you're dealing with writers or whatever, you know that they don't do really anything on accident. You know, they call the club truth, mm -hmm. and that was a smart way, the smart, a, a very intelligent name to come up or creative thing to you know creative title for the club simply because this is kind of the the pivot point of where the truth of his life there he there has to be some truth yeah 
you know, and he's because he's living a double life. So the truth is, that's the life he really wants. Mm -hmm. And he's looking at things on a very a much grander scale. And it doesn't seem like the people from his old life, which is still the life that he's really in, mm -hmm. um, want that. But going back to 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 the storyline, yeah, he gets a call from the opening of the club, Club Truth. Tommy calls him, and they got some business to take care of. And apparently, uh, they took a hit on some of their products. So obviously, he's in the drug business, and somebody I I was really unclear about either somebody took money or took drugs. I think it was money. I wasn't sure either, but I would assume maybe both. Okay, so yeah. they they got hit, and now they don't know who to trust because apparently the information of how their system is set up is so organized, and of course they have a really tight network to have the information travel from anybody that's on the staff that works for, works for him and does any of the dealings with the money or the drugs or whatever. It has to be somebody kind of on the inside, so they really don't know what's going on, mm -hmm. and that forces him to take his workers and his staff off the street. So now they're just out of commission for right now. I like their codes. Um, you notice on all the texts it said number it said number one. Um, 86. 86. Yeah. I, I like that. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it's like 86. It's like, you know, 86 any business you're doing right yeah. now. So uh, they've, you know, they've, they've, they've already established a very, very organized system. Yeah. And he's very intelligent in how he's insulated himself. Even his guy on the street who is Tommy is insulated to a certain degree because mm -hmm. obviously when you see Angela and them, they have a whole line on Felipe Lobos who is the cartel kingpin who actually supplies, mm -hmm. who's his supplier. Right. Um, I don't know. Did they actually, I think they mentioned something and I can't remember what they mentioned, but it seems as though he owes Lobos for something that happened besides the fact that he just owes him for product. Like, you know, he's on a payment schedule. I wasn't sure, but I think that's something that's going to be revealed later on uh, in the next couple episodes because there definitely was something that you can tell that there was more to the story. Right. Yeah. There's it's something that goes beyond standard business yeah. with them. Um, and I also maybe, like maybe his father. Maybe it did. Maybe yeah. it, maybe it did have something to do with that. Yeah. Uh, we could talk about that in predictions. But yeah, it's really that was really uh, interesting how he dealt with him. But actually, Felipe or Lobos, they, they call him Lobos. Lobos actually sees a lot of potential in him, mm -hmm. as far as him being his own, you know, cartel kingpin, and right? Completely being away from the life, like completely being insulated away from the from the life uh, that he's living he's on the way to doing that anyway whoever this kid miguel took a bullet for obviously is more frightening than him he's rather die and he mm -hmm. he took a bullet he sure did um and you know it was fine for him because i don't think that he was even gonna say anything even with i think he would have let his fiance get shot i think he would have let her die too at least that's how it appeared to me, mm -hmm. because he wasn't gonna say anything. And then at the same time, but it was it was really smart because Tommy Tommy seems like the hothead. Yeah, he seems like an idiot. Where he will, <laughs> um, well, I mean, we'll we'll talk more about his character because you know he did some shady stuff that um, that is going to eventually probably bite him in the butt later on. Right. Well, I think he's his head is in the street. That's where they make their money, mm -hmm. and it's so interesting. 
they make real money. You know, when Lobo said, you know, you're taking your people off the street, you're losing about $25,000 an hour. Yeah. And I thought he was going to say like a day. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. That's still a lot of money. Yeah, it is. <laughs> twenty five grand a day is still a lot. He said twenty five grand an hour. So now you know what kind of money they're looking at for them to have a, a packed cl- a club that's over capacity. Mm-hmm. Them roll out tables to bring other new new people in so they can keep spending money. Like you mentioned to the to the, the bottle service or the service waitress. Mm-hmm. Um, and them to be doing great numbers, the manager comes and is like, look, I've got the, where's the boss? I want to show him what numbers we're doing. We're doing great numbers, like, mm-hmm. through the roof. And it makes sense because the wife, the Tasha, she looked at the numbers and she just sucked her teeth like, this is nothing. Right, like, this is no money. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, she just popped his bubble like, <laughs> like, what? So... She should have, I, you know, she should have said, oh, this is great, like, mm-hmm. awesome. You know, but... You know, there's an old saying, you can take, the you know, somebody out the hood, but you can't take the hood out the person. Yeah. And, and then especially, <laughs> she's a ride or die. She's she's one of those ride or die chicks where right. she totally rides for him. Um, who I who I find interesting is the mom is still. Debbie Morgan's character. Yeah, Debbie Morgan's character. Yeah, it's good to see her back, too, doing something that's awesome to see. And so, when, and so when they were in the kitchen... Um, after the the big sex scene, um, they're all in the house, and then you start to see you all you start to see little things. You see the sh- the, the driver Sean looking at Notorious. I mean, looking at I keep calling her Notorious. Keeps looking at Tasha's ass. Right. So you already kind of figure out, okay, what's going on? Right. You know, are they having sex? Is there any kind of betrayal? She already feels a di- she already feels a disconnect. You know, with him, he doesn't want to have sex with her. He's just uh, uh, Ghost is very disconnect. And then you have when Ghost is uh, speaking Spanish and then Estelle is that mother was like, hmm, well, how did he learn Spanish? And right. she was like, well, and then Tasha's like, well, I don't know how he learned Spanish. He he was speaking Spanish before uh, I met him. Before I met him. So mm-hmm. Estelle, she reminds me of the mom and what's love got to do with it. You remember Jennifer <laughs> Lewis? Like she likes the perks. She likes all the money. Right. But she wants, but she has questions and she has doubts. Right, and that's exactly what Estelle's character is to me. She likes a lifestyle. She likes living in the penthouse. She likes the jewelry. Yes, but she's also like, and she loves her grandkids. Yeah. But she's, she you know, she can play the grandma, a mother-in-law role. She can do that. It yeah. doesn't matter what he's doing or how he's getting it. She mm-hmm. can, she can play that role. Yeah, simply because that's the role of the mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know. Never mind that her daughter is, I don't know. You know, she sees her son getting somebody's number, and you don't know what that's regarding, what's that, what that's for, mm-hmm. unless they didn't reveal that whether she not she recognized Angela or not, mm-hmm. or if she knew who she was. But I think if you would have known who she was, he would, she would have confronted him maybe, because she seems like she seems like the confront type. Yeah, the confrontational type, like she or. Would, but, or she may be the skeezer type because she left. So, so what we're talking about is once uh, we were back in the club, we had we had a ghost. We had Ghost's character see someone that he obviously knew. So he goes right. and he chases her down, and then he's like Angela, and then Angela calls Ghost Jamie, right? Um, which is interesting because, as far as we know, everyone only calls him Ghost or. Right. Um, 
or his Mr. other Mr. St. Patrick. Yeah, or Mr. St. Patrick. And our boss. Our boss. <laughs> and so Natasha's character Tasha is watching. <laughs> it's so hard for me to Naturi Naughton plays yeah. Tasha. Mm-hmm. Yes. Tasha. Tasha. Tasha is watching the whole entire time. She's watching the whole entire time and she I don't, sees something going yeah, on. I don't think she's one of those pop off type of wives. She's one of the wives who's going to sit back and she's going to be very strategic because, you know, her There's husband. too much at stake. Yeah, it's, it's way too much at stake. So she's watching the numbers exchange. But you can totally tell from from Angela and Ghost's interaction that it wasn't just a, oh, hey, how's it going? Really? What? Okay, well, let me have your number. Okay, we'll talk soon. It wasn't that, it wasn't that kind of dynamic. You can totally see that there was some, some kind of chemistry. Some kind of chemistry of, I think, I think they're going to bone. Well, I honestly, when I saw that scene, I thought that she was going to approach him and say, hi, how you doing? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm Ghost's wife. Yeah, nice I, to meet you. What's your name? I thought she was going to pull one of those. I didn't but think, she didn't. I didn't think so only because I knew that she was going to leave and I knew Sean was a driver. So I was going to, I was wondering what was going to happen. Was he going to, was he, uh, when, when Tasha left, she went into the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it already had been established, you know, from the first club scene that she had to leave because he told her to go home. And she's a, she, she's like a board housewife. You know, all she does is she's at home. She takes care of the kids. And then now she goes out at night and she goes to the club. Well, now he sends her home. And so now she's bored. Sean, Sean knows that. So I knew that she was going to leave. Sean was going to have to come get her. And I was wondering if he was going to pull over. Or what was going to happen? Or something was going to pop off? Or something's going to pop I off? I thought, you know, I thought they were going to start playing partition or something. <laughs> this partition. <laughs> she dropped the partition. Anyway, I just thought that was funny. I was like, are they going to start playing partition right mm-hmm. now? Yeah. But I'm glad they didn't. Yeah. But there was actually partitions. About, there, there actually, there would be two people in the back. So she would, she was by herself. But yeah. it, was, it still would have been cool if they did that. It might set that up later on in the season. Who knows? But that was just kind of really, really ratchet how she just, you know. Yeah, she just kind of Masturbated, her, yeah. like, right there in front of him. Like, because you saw your husband getting a number. Now you're going to, you're going to, you know, get the driver killed. Because <laughs> this guy doesn't play, obviously. Ghost is, they call him Ghost for a reason, right? So, you know. Do you think that. Do you think that Sean and Tasha have boned? No. Okay. No, I definitely don't think they've boned. It's simply because that's real, real reckless, mm-hmm. especially working for the kind of person that he works for. Mm-hmm. And he, the way he was looking at her in the kitchen, mm-hmm. when she had, you know, she had the, she was getting breakfast ready, mm-hmm. he was looking at it like, like he was admiring it, like like a guy who's never boned her. But, like he probably fantasizes about it, and that's why she was messing with his head when she dropped it. She knows she probably knows he think looks at her like that, mm-hmm. but you know. Well, maybe it's not the first time that he's looked at something like that because as soon as she rolled the window down, she gave him the look, and then he just he was like this. He was ready to watch what was about to happen. I don't think so. Okay. I think he was just like, well, what does she, what does she want? What is she doing? Like, okay, she's not saying anything. And like, okay, what's okay? Well, okay. I think it was one of those kind of situations. Well, I think that you guys should now <coughs> let me, uh, talk about Maria Menounos' new book. It's called Every Girl's, um, Guide to, to Diet and Fitness. And it's out in, it's out in bookstores right now. And you can also get it on Amazon.com. And although it says every, Although it does say the Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness, 
Um, it is also for guys as well. If you guys know Maria Menuno, she's very fit. She likes to work out, and she's very health conscious. And there's a lot of great things in there for, for, for both men and women that you guys can check out to to eat healthy, to work out, and to do what she does. Because um, if you know Maria Menuno's story, uh, she was a chubby girl. And she lost the weight, and now she looks fabulous. So you guys, make sure you go and check this book out. Uh, you can purchase it online at Amazon, or you can get it at any bookstores like uh, Target or Barnes & Noble. So Maria Munoz. Abs of steel. Yeah. And speaking of steel, so mm-hmm. you got Jamie running around here with no steel. Yeah. He's not strapped. And that's part of living the legitimate facade Mm -hmm. or image you know that's why he has Tommy to handle the guys in the street they have their roles Um, I'm just not sure sometimes when you get caught in that lukewarm phase or state it could be very very hazardous to your health Mm -hmm. (laughs) so to speak especially in you know his line of work what he's doing he has to take you know precaution Um, and he has no security with him. Right. Exactly. But fortunately he's insulated himself himself so well that nobody knows what he, yeah. who he is, mm-hmm. who Lobos's New York distributor is. Um Ruiz, you know, he sits down with a guy named Ruiz at the mm-hmm. park, come to find out Ruiz, who's also another dealer, but he's an arms dealer, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, he deals with uh arms. He got hit as well. Yeah. So now you have to look like, okay, Ruiz got hit, I got hit, what's going on? Who's setting this up? Who's setting us up? Like, who would have the audacity to hit both of these guys who have... Well, apparently, Ruiz is not quite so organized, mm-hmm. is is what the, the legal team was saying. Right. You know, so Lobos wouldn't really use Ruiz for distribution or whatever. But you did mention something about how, how strategic he is and how he really crosses... Uh, his teeth and dots his eye when they were um, when they were getting having a meeting with some of the workers uh, Tommy said you know how odd is that for people to work with someone that they don't know and then I like what he said he says you think the fry cook at Burger King knows the CEO exactly and that's a great point so he's really he's very smart in what he's doing right and and he the way he sat up uh-huh. uh, and just watched them from above yeah Without them being able to see that he was there, so he could make sure everything was going and that's everybody on, was on point. That's on some boss type stuff. Well, he's a boss. Yeah. So, uh, it's just you know just the analogy he used about the fry cook and the CEO was was right on point. Yeah. Because he can't let people see him. He, it's not even a, a matter of you know they should do an episode of Undercover Boss. <laughs> yeah. With <laughs> him going work in the street so he could really see what's going on. But at the end of the day, he's not afraid to get his hands dirty because we saw him take Miguel out like it was nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was an establishing part to really show that this guy is the real deal. And his his street cred can never be questioned later. You know, it's like, oh, well, he's not getting his hands dirty. He has other people doing it. Mm-hmm. So... There is a fear factor there now with this guy really being uh, formidable and him having the reputation. Just like Lobo said, they did a research on him and his reputation in the street precedes him. Yeah. there He's feared in the street. So it's surprising that his name isn't thrown around more. But 
maybe because of that very same fear factor, his name isn't brought up mm-hmm. so much when it comes to certain kinds of scenarios and situations. Yeah, I mean, even his even his wife Tasha, when he when Pat when when Ghost called and said, "I need you to uh, take something and take it out of the oven." Um, she knew exactly what to do. She was having a conversation uh, with her bestie. Um, played by, play by Lala Vasquez. Lala sure can get her job, can't she, though? Anthony. Lala Anthony. Lala Vasquez Anthony. I so, don't know what she goes by her stage name, but yeah. So uh, her character's name was Keisha. And so they're having... Tasha and Keisha. Tasha and Keisha, Girls right? Girls run away. Yeah. And so they're in the closet and, you know, she's talking about, oh, you have such a great life and how, you know, dudes like, you know, dudes like that don't marry chicks. And... Tasha is having a moment where she's like, it's not all what it seems to be. He has issues and this. And it it was almost to where she was getting ready to confide in her best friend and tell her about some things. And then mm. she gets the phone call from Ghost and Ghost is like, yo, I need you to take something out the oven. And she totally went back to business. She says, hold on, I'll be right back. Um, she even faked the end of the phone call. Yeah, she did. She faked the end of the phone call. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, you know, uh, a ghost just wants uh, me to go get some more money for us to go shopping. Right. She goes away. She goes into the low secret, the, the stash. Right. She gets, she sees the blood on, on the tank top. Mm-hmm. She sees it. She didn't even budge. She was like, okay, she grabbed the money. And then we see later that she takes it and she puts it in the, um, um, what do you call it? Incinerator. Incinerator. Mm-hmm. An incinerator. I was actually surprised that he held on to it for so long. I thought that he would have like, you know, burned it sooner or had it or took it off. But I'm, I'm sure he, he obviously has a system, you know, worked out. But that scene right there goes to show that even though she's the wife, it's almost like she's like an employee. It felt like like at that moment, at that moment in that scene, I was like, how did they meet? Did he put her to work? Did he have her kind of work in and then? He was just hitting it, and then, you know, he was like, okay, she's a down chick, and then I, he just ended up having kids with her and marrying her. Like, I didn't take it that way that she was an employee. Um, it kind of felt employee-ish it, because she was – she knew exactly what to do. Like, she was – like but, she, but she um, – when he asked her – um, when he asked her uh, earlier in the in the in the show, he asked her about our life, and she said, "You know, you're the best at what you do." And she only saw him as being the best drug dealer in the world, best drug dealer. So their relationship has already been established that you know he's the big drug dealer, she's the right. I don't know what do you call a drug dealer's girlfriend or wife? Well, I don't know. Is a there drug a name? Dealer's wife. She's just yeah. his wife. She's and a wife, and that's what he does for a living. And so for me, it was more like a Bonnie Clyde moment where she knows her husband needs her to do something. She's going to do it because she has his back. I didn't take it as an employee moment for me. Okay. It just felt like, you know, she's the wife and she needs to, if she, if she loves him, she likes his lifestyle and she's going to do anything in her that she can possibly do to help protect and, and keep their lifestyle the way it is. So she's that wife when she needs to burn a shirt or I think she would even kill somebody. She probably it, would do whatever that he told her to do, yeah. like what they have to do. That's just that's just the way it is. But it seems as if he has a vision beyond, or it doesn't seem like it, he does. Mm-hmm. He has a vision beyond where where they're at right now. They, you know, they had the laundromats to clean the money um, that Tommy mentioned. Mm-hmm. Then they started the nightclub yeah. uh, to clean money. So... He says, what if we can be bigger? Like, I'm sure he's thinking on a very corporate level. Mm-hmm. And, 
she's not on the same page as him, and neither is Tommy. He's not getting any support either way, you know. And then, you know, he's really he really wants to get out of this life. But okay, he's not getting support from Tommy or Tasha. But how how is he supposed to get support when he's so closed off? There's a disconnect, obviously, and she's asking what's wrong and. You have to share your vision and how you want to go further or how is like Tommy's a knucklehead. But as far as the wife is concerned, how is she supposed to jump on board if all you do is, you know, have me to burn shirts and and, and do money and all these things that deals right. with drugs? How is Tasha supposed to get on the other side and become legal if he's not if he's not giving her anything besides you know, what he's already given her that's dealing with the, the drug life. Well, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, how are you going to really be able to convince her? Because she's so absorbed with her lifestyle and the money that they make already mm-hmm. is obviously, you know, way grander than, you know, much more, much bigger. You have, we're dealing with much bigger numbers than obviously you're going to make it the nightclub. Mm-hmm. So when she, like when she saw the numbers, it was like, that's not a lot of money. Like, whatever mm-hmm. how is that really going to appeal to her not like you know not living those the simple life you know that to her would probably be like living a sim- a much simpler life she probably blows money in shops and has every pair of expensive $1000 shoes and mm-hmm. $1000 bags and whatever she you know she probably has everything like her friend is going through her closet like trying to squeeze her feet hello, into her hello fat feet right in t- into yeah. into Tasha's little feet her little shoes cuz she's she, only five she's only like 5 feet tall right yeah. and yeah so that is something that you just i don't know it just but it, there are really good character points that they establish about how this how this is going to play out because her loyalty is going to be questioned somewhere in there. And now he has an out because he's ran into Angela. You know, you could go ahead. Well, before speaking of loyalty, what do you guys think about what do you guys think about um, Tommy's loyalty? Because he is scheming money on the side, which is why he has his own strategy for why. You know, you don't do the receipts for the amount of money that's in that that's taken for the club. And so he's stashing money. And now that's a sign of disloyalty because now obviously he has some other motive or something that he's doing behind Patrick's back. Well, I mean, I'm not sure if the bulk of their money is not really being made at that club anyway. What is he taking side money for anyway? Like he's his partner where the real money is being dealt with. So the little money that they're making at the club, it like for him to even just take a small portion of that, like what is he using it for? So do you think he's, do you think he's using using it in, in a manipulative scheming way, or do you think he has some kind of other motive? Well, is he taking the money, putting it to the side, and putting it into the bank, or what do you think? I, I'm not sure. I mean, of course, it's going to get revealed later, but mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be interesting to see what is going on with him you know maybe it's for his mom because remember he talked about his mom being ill and she's getting worse that is a good point who who knows what he's using the money for um he seems to be like a really down loyal dude you know they've been he said they've been hustling together for their their whole life Mm -hmm. you know he obviously knows angela also yeah they all grew up together right so 
he now that he's actually you know that that Jamie had James mm-hmm. Ghost has actually run into Angela again, and now he's taken her to lunch and they've hung out. She's an attorney now. Mm-hmm. That's I believe what he probably always kind of wanted to mm-hmm. a certain degree. Yeah, and he, he just got involved in the drug business, and now he's gonna have to fight his way out. He was able to become successful, and he he has a wife that allowed him and enabled him to do that and be perform and be successful in that lifestyle. And he had a buddy that had his back and they did it together. Mm-hmm. But you know, when you get to everything that you want, just like she was saying, she says, you know, there's money and everything like, but there's things that you just don't see, you know, there, there comes a time where it's all not all about money. You know, it's, yeah. you're on the grind and you're on the hustle mm-hmm. and you're trying to make money. And then you get to the point where you're maintaining because right now they're maintaining a business. They already have money. But when you have everything materially, then the other things that you don't have that are not material actually start to become exposed. And that's why she's having these, you know, reflective moments about her relationship with her husband Mm -hmm. and their situation. It's like she doesn't want to see. I think it's interesting because I I really like where I I like where it's going because you have. You have Tasha feeling a certain way about her marriage on one side, on one minute, on one side, she's loyal. But now Angela's into the picture. Uh, This is a girl who has taught her husband Spanish. Um, And now now Ghost has a has has a reconnection with Angela. You have Tommy doing taking money on the side. And now you have Angela who's an who's a lawyer but she but but her camp is now investigating the whole thing with uh felipe mm-hmm. and the only way to take him down is to figure out who felipe's new york distributor is who they can't find but i liked how when they were describing it would be this kind of person then they started showing right. his back but his lifestyle what he does right. and so forth so there's a there's going to be a huge uh triangle that's about to happen because, you know, will he fall in love back with Angela? Will he want her again? Will she find out that he's a distributor? And will she give the, like, there's so much now that you can play with now that all this information has been exposed between the four main characters mm-hmm. that it can pretty much go anywhere, which is what I, I really like about this uh, this um, this series so far. Okay, well, let's go into predictions about next week. Okay. And now... You're after both. That being said. Okay, so for episode two, season one, Star's original series, Power. What are your predictions for next week, Bam? Um, I think Tasha and Sean, I think Tasha is going to continue to to do this whole thing with uh with uh, Sean. I don't think Sean's going to bite, but I think that Patrick, I think that, that Ghost will find out. And he potentially may get shot or killed just because he's that soon, huh? Because he's watching or looking. I mean, he's just a driver. I mean, he doesn't. That's true. He doesn't have a he doesn't have a significant role in the series, so he can easily be capped off. Um, I think that I think that um, Tommy is not gonna like um, Jamie and Angela rekindling because you know. He was there for him in Remember how, he was, how bad yeah. it was, yeah. And she broke his heart. And I don't think he's going to like the fact that the two are rekindling. But I'm also just curious. I don't really have a prediction yet, but I wonder, will Angela, 
will she do her job or will she fall in love and let love blindsight what her purpose is and what she used to do with this whole Felipe um, uh, Lobos investigation? Okay, well, I'm going to say either episode two or episode three, Mm Angela is going to find out what and who he really is. I I agree. And it's not going to be one of those season long things where she's dating him and then finds out and it's a big shock. Mm -hmm. I think it starts, they, something happens where they rekindle. Obviously the guy that she's seeing, she's going to boot that little sucker out the door because he's, you know, she was annoyed. She's actually dating this guy. She was annoyed that he showed up at the house. When yeah. You you would think that, just like you said, well, you would think that, you know, I have a key. I would try to check on you to make sure, you know, everything is cool. That's what she gave him a key for. Yeah. You know, um, but I believe she's going to find out. They're going to rekindle. He's going to find out. Uh, she's going to find out who and what he is. And they're going to have this tug of war where he actually is able to confide in her mm-hmm. the way he can't confide in Tasha and she's going to try to help him the whole time on both sides of the investigation ah. but that's going to be the arc I feel that's going to be that's a great prediction yeah so we'll see we'll see what happens I could be wrong <laughs> Anyway, where can we find you? Until next time, Bam. You can find me on all social media at Bam Erickson. And you can find me on all social media at Club Thaddeus. That's Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me also at GQJedi.com. Until next time, After Buzzers. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.